Philadelphia. I'm Joel Embiid. Like, I want the ball. You can use John with anything. You can be like, yo, that, hey, them Johns is hot. Them, your shoes, you know what I'm saying? So it can mean anything. Welcome to this week's edition of the Fly Zone. I am one of your hosts, Deshaun the Connect Carter, and I'm joined with the beautiful and lovely Candace R. McLean. Welcome to the Fly Zone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. You mean give us our flowers or we can still smell them. And if you are wondering, you can follow us on all social media platforms on Twitter. On Instagram, we're at the dot on Twitter. We are at the Fly Zone. Make sure you tap in with us each and every week. Can where can they find this at on um the, the platform as far as the Spotify? Catch us on Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, anywhere you want to listen to us. We as we said, you already have the YouTube channel. Amazon podcast and however you listen to us now do that again tap in record with us and again we're going to be rocking this special receivers breakdown NFL draft everything else going on can pause and wait because it's officially draft we got here I'm not sure we can get him anymore but we're going to break down our top receivers position wise in this draft give you that analysis break it down me Sean throughout we doing it that's that roll through how we see this Pretty solid class here and how we see the receivers panning out. Hopefully, Howie, you're listening. Take one or a pass catcher. It doesn't have to be a receiver or tight end. Please save me. I will slap you. Anyway, <laughs> when you're looking for receivers, you're looking for, obviously, a number one receiver. And my my opinion, a number one receiver is a guy that um, can make a catch on every level, meaning that can pretty much, it doesn't matter your scheme, it doesn't matter what you do, double cover, triple cover. They try to they tri- triple club, triple team Julio, they tri- they double team uh, Tyreek Hill, it doesn't damn matter. Number ones are number ones. They roll coverage, they they elevate their entire offense. So a number one receiver, obviously the hands are not running everything else, but also just like you are the elite guy who, who changes our offense and we roll coverage, we do everything we can. And if you are a real number one, like a Julio or whatever, it don't matter who they got going on you on your back. You're going to catch the damn ball. Mm-hmm. DeAndre Hackman going to catch the damn ball. Yep. Hail Mary, DeAndre Hackman's catching it no matter what. <laughs> You're throwing up to the number one guy and saying, he down there somewhere. He's going to catch it. Mm-hmm. Uh, how do you guys view this class? How do you guys view the more receivers? How do you guys view the depth of this class? This is a class where you can get a second round pick and be, get, get number one. It was just got to, like we said, the top guys are the top guys. And then after that, like you're looking at a bunch of, bunch of randos. Um, I like these receivers. I really do. Um, I don't think there's the generational talent in it, you know, okay. like Leo Jones or the Calvin Johnson. But I think there's a lot of really, really good playmakers in there. Um, uh, as far as the guys that I like, uh, I really like Jamar Chase, obviously. Um, I like Rondell Moore, Elijah Moore, Darius Tony, Terrace Marshall. Mm-hmm. I like. Um, my my guy Nico Collins from Michigan, shout out to him. You know that, that's a Michigan ain't giving us no good receivers. <laughs> we uh, 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 he he can play. He can play. Um, Michigan. Michigan. Hmm? People's Jones, Braylon Edwards. Y'all are just bums and more bums. I don't, I don't blindly Michigan. endorse Michigan players. Nico Collins can play. Um, okay. But I think definitely Jamar Chase is the best wide receiver in this. Yes, we agree. <laughs> Very, sure. very, very physical. Love that. But I think he's the best receiver. I'm not as high on Devontae Smith mm. as uh, some other people. I have some – I'll say this. From the perspective of an Eagles fan, to get into their draft pick, I would like to see them stay away from Devontae Smith. If Devontae Smith is going to be successful in the NFL, I think he's going to be successful because – Despite his size, he's able to get off the line of scrimmage, and he's also a elite-level route runner. Like, it's not obvious to the eye. Those are not things that are obvious to the layman. Like, somebody who's really, really good at evaluating wide receivers would have to come to me and tell me, Devontae Smith is going to have no problem getting off the line of scrimmage in the NFL, and he's a great route runner. And nobody in the Eagles organization do I trust to tell me those things. Like, you can tell me Jamar Chase isn't a good route runner. Well, that is a, a beast. So maybe he doesn't have to be. I feel like Devontae Smith, at, at his size, 
he has to be great at getting off the line of scrimmage, and he has to be a great route runner. I don't trust anybody in the Eagles organization to tell me that. So I'm not really – so I do see the, I do see the talent. Uh, I know that he's going to get drafted high, but specifically for the Eagles, uh, no. No, no. What do you see this receiver class showing as far as, like, is it top heavy or not? Um, I think it's a decent receiver class. Um, I got a lot of the receivers going in the second round, uh, second and third round. I don't think – it's not as strong as the last year or the last two years, but I think it's a it's a so-so uh, – once you get past Devontae Smith and – well, actually, I'll say Jalen Wilder. I'll put him up there. Once you get past that, um, I think it is a drop, but I don't think it's significant enough. Um, so, I mean, I would say it's a decent class. Um, I definitely have Jamar Chase at number one as well. I'm pretty sure you do too, Ken. Yeah. My pro my pro uh, comparison to him, I think he reminds me a lot of Steve Smith. Yeah. But, yeah, uh, Jamar Chase reminds me a lot of Steve Smith. Um, strong hands, uh, runs runs uh, runs strong. The way he runs his route, he's just his whole stature. Uh, I just love it. I love his whole game. I actually had him as a better, faster Amari Cooper. Because of his size, uh, like, and obviously Mark Cooper is good. We saw that he terrorizes us. Ask Russell what happened on that play in overtime. Anyway, um, Russell could take about a lot of plays <laughs> before overtime. <laughs> Second SEC history with touchdowns and receptions, and everything else. Yeah, it's all American, everything else. I had him really as like a. Really, obviously, tremendous hands. He's a stacking track guy, meaning that he can stack a corner, and once he stacks him, the track guy is gone as far as his hands. High point, high point person. I mean, the way he used AJ Terrell in that championship game, and AJ Terrell was actually had a good rookie year for the Falcons, by the way. He's a good young corner. Just, just I think AJ Terrell wakes up in the middle of the night thinking about Jamar Chase and how he abused him. <laughs> and so, like, he plays fast, and this is the main, like. People can run fast, but they can't play fast. He runs fast. He's not extremely fast. It's just Jamar. Jamar. He's his size. He's not elite speed, but he runs fast and he plays fast on the tape. As opposed to people will get to late, you know, people we know in this draft and we've seen in other other drafts who run fast and they don't play fast. But matchup nightmare, tremendous hands, physical at the line. These are all things you're going to need in the NFL where it gets more physical and everything else. So, obviously, like I said, like, I don't see him making it past, like, the Lions at seven. I think he's a top ten pick, period. There's no way to Eagles. I think, he'll, I think it's a, <laughs> a good chance the Dolphins will take him. Dolphins take him. Yeah. Well, but the Dolphins also have another first-round pick. I saw that, and I was like, well, the Dolphins also have a pick in the, in the team. So, if you're the Dolphins, you say, I can get a dominant offensive lineman or a quarterback and come back and I can get Devontae Smith because I don't have him. I have my third, fourth receiver. You can get Devontae Smith and uh, all pro tackle. I could somehow sign myself on that. Just saying. Just saying. Like the Dolphins have the 18th pick in the draft as well. There's a reality where Devontae Smith might be there. I hope. It's possible. I don't know. I mean, I feel like... Receiver, throughout the set, there's no generational talent. Why would you take a generational and a generational talent potentially at tackle? And take a receiver who's not not a generational talent. Where you we're now conceding, he's he's really good, but he probably won't be the next Julio Jones. He probably won't be the next Megatron. Yeah. Also, there's the factor of uh, what do they think of Tua? I mean, you could also say why would you draft the wide receiver if you have questions about your quarterback? I think you, I feel like you got. They probably they, at this point you got to do your due diligence. Now it's like you got to do. They took two at what last year? What pick did they have last year? I forget. I don't remember. It was somewhere high. But I think I think you. I mean, they, yeah, right. It was somewhere high. So you gotta help them out. You gotta at least see. You mean give them give them something to work with, and then if it doesn't pan out, you know, you go from there. But I think they gotta do their due diligence and at least like at least get them a weapon, somebody outside of Devontae Parker. Like I'm trying to do the Lord's work in. <laughs> And what? He was a fifth pick. He was a fifth pick last yeah. year. Yeah. If I if I was the Dolphins though, I'd sit there and say. And I agree kind of with Candace. Like, a tackle is a foundational piece. So even if Tua doesn't work out, you're still going to get really, really high value out of that tackle. If Tua doesn't work out and it takes you another two years to get another quarterback, then what is Jamar Chase? What, what's the point of drafting Jamar Chase? Thank you. Um, who do you guys have at your number two? Uh, this is interesting. Um, I have Jalen Waddle. I don't know how you guys um... – I got Smith. I have Kyle Pitts. Yeah, Is he a tight end? <laughs> <laughs> Is he a tight end? <laughs> Number two wide receiver. Oh, 
Oh, I'm not gonna lie. He probably wherever he goes, he probably will play a lot of wide. Yeah, yeah. My number two wide receiver. He's a tight end, but all right. Okay. I don't care. I don't care. It is Kyle Pitts. Jamar Chase, yes, is better than Kyle Pitts. But I'm not putting any of these receivers over Kyle Pitts at wide receiver. No, Kyle Pitts no, is an animal. If Kyle Pitts is there at six, if Devontae Smith and Pitts is there, I want Pitts for sure. Nah, I'm I'm good on Devontae Smith. No, no. Now I, I like Devontae Smith. I got him as my number my number two. Um, I got, I got him at three. You got him at three. Yeah, yeah. I, like I guess we, I, I, this is the first time we have a different where we don't have a consensus in one situation. So I guess we should all just go around and talk about why we have this person at two. Well, I put I put um yeah Devonte Smith at two because I just think he's honestly I think he's I know real not you not high on him but I think he's outstanding. He reminds me a lot of um Marvin Harrison. I feel like if he if he can so like his body type, uh, his route running, his route running ability. Yeah. I think he, I think he checks a lot of boxes. I think he his his, uh, his his speed, his hands. I think he checks a lot of boxes. I like him a lot. Yeah, I, I don't dislike Devontae Smith. I just don't like I don't like people who have to be the exception. To me, if you're that if you're six one one seventy five, you are a one of one in the NFL. You're the only right. person at that size. Yeah, who, who can do it and. Listen, I'm a huge Deshaun Jackson fan, but if I'm really thinking about it, he's the only guy that's been able to do it at that size. That's funny. So funny you yeah. said that because I said that to myself as I was making my list. I'm like, you're the only person that really snapped that's his size is DJ. Well, I have my comp. I have, obviously, he's faster than him. He's AB. Really? He's small. He's not very tall. He, yeah, he, um, he's a, he's a, he's, a, he's bigger in stature though. Yeah, he's yeah. strong. He's strong, strong, but but the question is, this is my thing because people are questioning about Devontae Smith's durability and strength. He hasn't been hurt. It's not the being hurt for me. It's the physicality of. He the plays NFL. bigger than you. Don't think he plays bigger than his size when you watch when you watch him. On I the, think on the he field? does. I think he does. Uh, I don't want to make it, make it come off like I'm down on Devontae Smith. I just think there are more hurdles in front of him to being a successful NFL yeah, wide receiver than somebody like Jalen Waddle. Um, so, so to me, if I'm drafting somebody that high, I have to be really – like I said before, same thing with the quarterback. Don't bring me somebody with physical limitations. If I'm drafting that high in the draft, I don't want a player – who has physical limitations. The project. Where I, where I gotta hide them in scheme. Where yeah. I, gotta... I, me, I understand it. Devontae Smith, as soon as I get him in there in training camp, all I want to see is him get off like press coverage. To me, Devontae Smith has a possible, I'm not saying it is, because like I said, like we talked about, Deshaun Jackson, that's not about like track speed. Deshaun Jackson is a master at getting off the line of scrimmage. So it can be done. It's just that not many people his size are able to develop that skill and be that good at getting off of the line of screen. Deshaun Jackson is 175 pounds, and the reason he's successful in the NFL is because guys know if you go up to the line of scrimmage and try to put a hand on Deshaun Jackson, he's gone. And it's over. It's because he's so good at getting off the line of scrimmage that they don't even try it anymore. Like I watched Deshaun Jackson's entire career. They don't even try to press coverage. Yeah. They just try to play for the speed. So for Devontae Smith, he has to develop that level of um, skill at getting off the line of scrimmage. And I, I'm not, I'm not, I don't know how I can judge that from my perspective as far as getting off the line of scrimmage in the NFL. Uh, I'm a little yeah. bit shaky on that. I feel like somebody who's an elite level wide receiver uh, scout in the NFL. We have seen him. We have seen him run through contact though. Who you talking about, Smith? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's not so much the running through contact. I get all that. That's a toughness thing. I think he's plenty tough enough. Yeah. But I, I, I want to be. Sh- I want to be sure that this player is who's going to see press coverage in the NFL, I want to be 100% sure 
that he he's going to have no issues. And I can't say I'm there with Devontae. Smith. I understand that. Yeah, it's interesting. I because I have that. I have Waddle at my two. I got Waddle at my three reasons, for obvious reasons. And technically, you would say technically Waddle is shorter. Not technically, he is shorter than Devontae, but he's like only maybe eight pounds heavier than him. But for some reason, I feel like it doesn't matter because he's an elite accelerator. And in, to me, there's a, he's an elite accelerator, then he's an elite re-accelerator, meaning that he just takes the top off. And somewhere like somebody like Jamar Chase, who has like, not Jamar Chase, he actually has a good acceleration. Devontae Smith, he has great acceleration, but then at his top speed, you, have, you, you rarely see him extend it further. And I feel like I don't care about so much of the next Tyreek Hill uh, with the press. And obviously we've seen Wild off press because his elite speed, Speed is so much an intangible to me that the rest of it, that get he has good hands. He's better than me and more polished than me than Ruggs was when he came out when Oakland took him. I said last week he plays with a jetpack on his back, and you know, even when he this is the thing about Jalen, he came in that national championship game hurt. When he was hurt, he was still, if not the fastest person, one of the fastest people in the field. He, if not one of the fastest people in the field, when he was hurt, and I'm just like, you know, the elite skill set. Where obviously Devontae is a Heisman Trophy winner and he obviously unanimous AP, All-American. If Jalen didn't get hurt, he would have had the same records as Devontae, maybe probably more. Yeah. Because I'm just going to take the elite skill set and I've seen him do it in over a long period of time. And so I'm prepared to just say he's my number two. He's a chunk play, like I said, he's a chunk playmaker. The hands, he does, and he actually is a better route runner than Devontae Smith. Period. <laughs> And I don't think it's a situation where I'm going to take a guy, I have him at two. So it's probably the same reason that you have Pitts at two, because you just can't cover him. Right. That's, that's the not you... why I got Pitts at two. I got Pitts <laughs> at two because he is a top five player overall in this draft. That's why I got Pitts at two. I agree. Ellison, he was, we did top, we did our top 10 big board last week. He was, he was in my top three. So actually my, he was my second. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> I'm not mad at that at all. So obviously we have a situation of the one, two, three. We we gonna chase you. You threw Pitts into the ringer. I got Waddle. Sean has Devontae Smith. Sean's already told us that Jalen Waddle is just three. Who would be your three in the scenario? You have Waddle over Pitts. I mean over Smith. Yeah, I have Jalen Waddle as the third best one ever. Okay, obviously for probably the same linear reasons that I've said. Sean said he said he's had. He has Waddle at three. So that also is what it is. I guess we get into interesting territory when we talk about the fourth guy. <laughs> um, who would you, who do you have at your fourth option at receiver? Me? I got uh, Rondell Moore. Uh, so do I. Uh, bang, bang. Yeah, Rondell uh, Moore. Uh, well, I, uh, who I've compared to Steve, who's I feel compared to Steve Smith. Rondell Moore. Yeah, he has some um, injury yeah. concerns, but you know, I'm not a doctor, so I'm just. He only saying. played seven games in the last two seasons, bro. Yeah, so I'm, I'm not a doctor. I can't. <laughs> seven games in the last two seasons. I can't sign off on him medically, but I'd say uh, <laughs> is uh, I like the way he plays. I like his game. Yeah, uh, 114 receptions, 1,258 yards, 114 total touchdowns in 2018. We gotta say 2018 because, like I said, seven games in two years. 2018 consists of All-American. Second in Big Ten history for single single season receptions. Whatever that means, so the Big Ten ain't given us no real receivers outside of Michael Thomas in the last how many years? Nothing. Um, like Terrell said, it's buyer beware because of durability, but he's, he sheds tackle. He runs like one of those receivers that runs like a running back, like a bowling ball. He sheds tackles. He's physical. 42-inch vertical at his pro day for a 5'9 guy. That's insane, and he's a sub 4'4 guy. I like I said I have my, my comp to him. I got Steve Smith. I don't think he makes it past the Jaguars' second pick in twenty five, or at least, at least the Ravens looking at twenty seven because like he he's a talent that you kind of can't turn down. And I think everybody in the passing league look, looking for like speed equalizers that can do real damage and that can take the top off. And so what he does, his physical play, he runs kind of like Anquan Bolden, but obviously faster and everything else. Where he just he just runs hard. And the physicality is not a question; it's just a durability. If you told me that Rondon Moore would just play every game of his NFL career, I would say this is a straight ticket, first round pick. Don't even think about it. Go to the go to the podium. 
and tell them to put that put that thing in there. Fifth receiver, I had Rashad Bateman. Who, who do you have? Uh, I'm not a fan. I got Kadarius Tony. I I don't reason I didn't put Tony is because my Florida Gators. Hey, I'm I'm gonna be straightforward with that. Tony's a good guy, and inconsistent. Like I said, he's a, he's an A B comp guy to me. I had Bateman obviously because I just can't do it. But he is a talented guy. I have Bateman, 6'2", 209, 2,395 yards receiving, and 19 total touchdowns his career. Opted out the last four games of the season because why would you do that? Who cares? Um, in 2020, he had 20.3 yards per reception, only behind CeeDee Lamb and Jamar Chase uh, in yeah. 2019. Strong hands. A smaller, 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 a little bit um, Jamar Chase. And I think, you know, he just struggles with separation, but he he could be a problem. Terrell said his fifth uh, receiver is Tony from Florida. I said I can't do it because I, had, Florida, I can't do it to Gators. I, had, I actually got Tony at four. Okay. I actually got Tony at four. I got Bateman at five. Though. You got Tony at four. Yeah, What's I got it? Tony at four. I think Tony's so solid. Um, Tony's solid. Um, any, not, not anybody, but pretty majority. If I, majority of receivers that play well in the SEC game, I respect. You know what I mean? So I feel like he's good after the catch. Um, he can play anywhere. You can put him in a slot. He's uh, he does. Sorry, he runs his routes well. He has really good hands, and he's I think he's a solid all around receiver. Had him at four, and I had Bateman at. Four. I actually wanted kind of wanted to put Bateman at four, just kind of like I I had to remember we don't have Eli on, on this episode, so I, I like all right, yeah, I could kind of leave twenty at four. So yeah, the only thing with Bateman is just like the fact that he he opted he like he opted out all the last four games and everything else separation and everything else, but like he has he's a monster six two whatever everything else, and so I think our I think we we kind of see the receiver position the same way but kind of just a different flavor of it where like where you're violent speed and you're riding on size and everything else and I think you could say the thing about Tony I don't think either of them are number ones that we're talking about when we're talking about the the elite receiver we're saying oh it changes your offense but you get to four or five in this list i don't think you're talking about number receivers i'm sorry tony's not number one receiver he's not no chance in hell neither no <laughs> no way no way my sleeper oh i can't wait to tell y'all my sleeper i can't wait my to sleeper, tell y'all my sleeper. michael strong 6'5, 225 pounds he ran a four four six at his pro day on friday just yesterday at six five two twenty six <laughs> 85 inch wingspan Put 225 up 22 times yesterday. Howl at me. Strong man. Strong Six young man. Strong young man. Four, four, six. Okay. Who are you a sleeper? Nico. I already told you. <laughs> Michigan. My Nico sleeper. Collins. Nico Collins. Show him no. a sleeper. Is it not him? My sleeper is. <laughs> drum roll, please. Tamarian Terry from FSU. Oh my god! Sleeper, big time sleeper. <laughs> Terrell is actually sleep. Terrell is actually <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> you can go to sleep, bro, because he's gonna wake you up. <laughs> <laughs> he's a not Terry with a six round grade. Why have a hunt? I don't know. Like he apparently he's very fast in the straight line. So. Terry, I have Terry going in the sixth round. No. And that's why he's a sleeper. Go- and that's why he's a sleeper. Because okay, y'all going to take somebody's going to take him in the sixth round, and he's going to snap. Howie, don't do it. Howie, don't do it. Howie, do it. Howie, don't do, <laughs> do it. Do it, Howie. But no, good. but no. Seriously though, he's he's. I really think he's going to be a solid receiver in the NFL. He has the size. He has the right running ability. He has the hands. So I, th- I think. Nah, nah. He gonna sleep. Okay, stay sleep because he gonna wake you y'all up. Crazy, you talking crazy trash for the Miami game? What happened to you? What happened? Well, he was hurt. He, a, he was hurt. He, he was he he came to the practice before the Miami game. Put on put on that Jason Voorhees ski mask. Came out there had twenty yards. You bum. He was hurt. He was hurt. <laughs> Get out of here. Get out of here. <laughs> I don't want him in my locker. I don't he, want him he, had, he had a bum a bum leg that week. He wishes he could be John Hightower. <laughs> Listen, he go. <laughs> My man Terry gonna be nice. I'm telling y'all, watch out for him. So we we're gonna wrap up this situation. Obviously, we talking. We got the running backs going on here. Obviously, we said the Eagles probably gonna draft one too because I am. I don't feel comfortable with anything behind Miles Sanders. I'm sorry, I don't. Um, Would you say about Miles Sanders? I say anything behind Miles Sanders. I don't feel comfortable behind. I think we need to draft uh, the running back this year. I think we need to take one. Sorry, I would. That's a fact. I'll take one. I would mind taking one. And as you see, the landscape of the draft has changed. 
the best running back in college football last year, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, was taken in the first round, then in the first round, barely. We, we didn't – it keeps fading away. It's turned to a passing league, so obviously these running backs were kind of just becoming backburner issues. I don't think personally it's a lack of talent. I think the, the passing league has become so obsessed with accelerating trash quarterbacks, trash people, trash pass rushers to stop quarterbacks, and then running backs have kind of faded out a little bit. Um, but we are getting into his running back class, and I mean, obviously, getting in quick here. I, are you guys evaluate overall talent? Are you guys looking for a guy who's every down back who can actually pass pro, run and catch? Do you care about elite, elite any, any of these areas? Or are you guys looking for just the best overall talented player, and we'll figure out if you can block later on. I'm looking for the best overall talent, but like uh, Terrell said earlier about having mobile quarterbacks, you have to be a, a pass catching back. I feel like of some sort. Yeah, I mean, so I think that definitely played a factor in me making my list. Yeah, it, it depends on what you're what you're looking for, right? So, like you mentioned, the Eagles. So specifically, um, you could be looking for the old school back if you're the Philadelphia Eagles, because um, you got Miles Sanders, you have Boston Scott, and to me, the person that you would want to throw in the mix. I mean, yeah, like Sean said, you'd like anybody to be able to catch the ball. But that's probably not – you're not going to draft a pass-receiving back mm-hmm. who isn't strong between the tackles. So, I mean, in general, I agree with Sean in that you have to be able to catch the football. You have to be able to make people miss in space. Those are really the biggest traits for a running back these days. You know, uh, pass protection – I think players can be coached into that. It's just a matter of do you want to pass protect or not. Like Shady was. Yeah, it's yeah. not. It's really that's really the only thing you need is the uh, desire to do it. But um, yeah, all around backs definitely. But like you said, running back has has been devalued. So you can get a running back who is actually good at running mm-hmm. the football, but can't catch the football and be a team like the Eagles and get this player late in the draft. So so I I think that's where, if you're a team like Philadelphia that has Miles Sanders, who's very good at catching the football, you have Boston Scott, who's very good at catching the football, and what you're really looking for is maybe uh, a more physical back to throw in there. That's where you have a a lot of good guys who have been phased out, and their value just drops because – they don't have the dynamic playmaking ability. But if you're a team like the Eagles, and that's really all you're looking for, then you can really have – you could get the best um, – Pure runner. Yeah, pure runner in the draft. Because you got eight – you got eight we were, we're still receiving back deep, even with Adrian killing as long as other people. It's just ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> I just um, – I'm very curious about our number one. I don't know if we're going to have a consensus number one uh, running back in this class. I – have Travis Etienne is my number one running back. I don't know how you guys rank the running backs between him and Najee Harris. Well, I actually have him at one too. Well, I, I see. I think <laughs> maybe we're thinking Real about niggas. it differently. Real if if I were a team, the running back, and I had no running backs on my roster, mm-hmm. the running back that I would want is Michael Carter out of North Carolina. That's the guy that I would. Want. Um, is he your number one? Yes, that's from the standpoint okay. of what am I drafting? To me, Michael Carter has dynamic playmaking ability that you can't really, you know, it's really rare to see pass catching, making people miss in space. So to me, when you're talking, when I think of running back in a position, I think you can you can pair Michael Carter with some guy you got that's undrafted. And you'd have a great running back tandem. The reason I don't look at ETN and Najee Harris as a number one for me is because I don't think they're good enough. I don't think they're the best running backs in the NFL right now. I mean, you look talking about Christian McCaffrey, Alvin Kamara, I mean, Derrick Henry as well. And I don't think they're as dynamic as McCaffrey and Kamara catching the football. And I also don't think they're Derrick Henry. There's only one Derrick Henry. So mm-hmm. I think what you got are two really, really solid players. But I don't think they're difference makers. And to me, 
you're either drafting somebody like a Derrick Henry who is a different difference maker physically because he's just a different dude, or you're drafting the dynamic playmaker. I don't think you're going to get Travis Etienne on your roster or Najee Harris on your roster, and they're going to be dynamic for you or run the run the other team in the submission the way Derrick Henry does. So, like, so you value – you value this running back class, and I would say, because there's a lot of people who are going to say, like, whether if it's Travis or Najee first or whatever, they're probably going to go in a late first round or the second round. Yeah, they're definitely. And I would say you value, you think they're exactly where they should be drafted at. Like, you don't think that from a talent perspective or a game changing no. perspective, yeah, they deserve to be mid first round picks, top first round picks. No, no, I don't, I don't see that at all. I think they're both second round guys. And that's just where I am with the running back position. You are either, mm-hmm. you no, know, you are either the elite level running back. And even if you go back to like Ezekiel Elliott, because I don't want to make it sound like you know I'm stuck on the pass catching guy. Ezekiel Elliott was a different dude. So I'm fine if you want to draft somebody like Ezekiel Elliott and then pound the rock, or you know even the Dalvin Cook. Those are elite level runners. Um, even Dalvin Cook, Dalvin Cook can catch the ball a little bit, but he's not like a receiver. So to me, I put Travis Etienne and Najee Harris and the guys who are really just runners of the football and can catch, but aren't as dynamic as, you know, say, you say you're, they're one dimensional to you. I don't want to say one dimensional. Like, <laughs> I don't want to say one-dimensional, but they are not dynamic. They're not equally as good at catching the football. I feel like Alvin Kamara could have 10, 10 passes thrown at him, and he could also have 10 rushing attempts, and I think he would be just as effective on both of those. So to me, that's what you're looking for in today's NFL. Either the dominant runner, which I don't see either of these guys are, or somebody who's just as good catching the football as they are. Okay. I, re- I, mean, I respect uh he he almost he was on my list. I was looking at him hard. Pause. Yeah, he's on my he's a third or fourth. So <laughs> he's third on my list. And I'll, also I just have to I am jaded by the fact that Miami they destroyed Miami, Javante and Michael Carter. I would I owe the they owe me like actual payment in therapy sessions after that Miami UNC game. I will never forgive them. Okay, but obviously I have ATN in my list number one overall because obviously he's elite speed. Like I said before the podcast, he ran a four for one in high school. And I think I do like his ability. He's a low center of gravity guy. I love his ability to turn in the corner. I love his ability to be a dual threat. It's a fastball league. If I can get a chance to get a guy who's a home run hitter on my team, I just value that. Obviously, you see where I put Jay Lovato. I value a mismatch in the space game that we're playing now in the NFL, in the passing game we're playing now in the NFL, I value the chance of a mismatch. And he's talented overall as well, more than I value a lot of other things. Like, I see, obviously, Javante, I'm like, okay, he's like a a Frank Gore type. He could be a Frank Gore type. He's not Frank Gore, because Miami. But what I'm saying is I value the ability to be, like, he has good hands, he's physical, and that's why I have him as number one overall, that he's a person that I can – put over anywhere in the field, and I feel like we can cultivate a mismatch. Because I, I think we're in alignment with the running back class in itself, that it's not going to be – there's no generational talent here. There's no franchise game-changing back to me really here that people you can put into pieces and make your team and you don't play well. So if I'm going to just take a guy and a group of guys, talented guys at that, I'm going to take a home run hitting threat nine times out of – ten times out of ten, forget nine. And that's why he's my one. I don't know why sh- what Sean how you how you evaluated having that. Yeah, I I just think I I think he's a game changer. Um, I think he's slippery. Um, like you said, his speed is 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 up there with some of the best, the fastest, with some of the fastest. And I think he's great after contact. He's not one of those guys that you know, because usually fast guys, you know, once they get hit, somebody touch him, it's over. He's not one of those guys. He gives you a little bit of both sides of what you want. Now he's not a power back, but he's not a guy that's going to get hit and go in off the first hit. Off the he's first, physical. Um, he's he runs through contact often. Yeah, I mean, this is the all-time AC leader in yards, touchdowns, rushing touchdown, total touchdowns. You don't get that just with being like a guy who's like not his limited in something. Like this is the most yards from scrimmage in AC's history, 
in the yeah. history of the conference over Dalvin Cook, over 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 the, the numbers receivers that came out of that conference. So I feel like this is a chess piece. I feel he he and reminds me a lot. One. He reminds me a lot of, and I actually thought of this like towards the end of me, like why? Because I I really couldn't find a pro comp for him. But after watching, I said he kind of reminds me of the uh, now I can't even think of his name, the guy from San Francisco, three Ryan something Mostert, I think Ryan Mostert. He reminds no, me of his. That Mostert, run, I think yeah. they have the uh, Raheem, yeah, the same running style. Um, but I think he's I think he's a game changer. I think you could probably line him up anywhere and he can make something happen. That's why he's my number one guy. Yeah. Eagles legend Raheem Mostert. What'd you say? We let him go. Eagles legend. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Who do you guys have? Is that two? surprising? No. no, that's what we do. We slip right through our hands. Everybody's they go yeah. off and they, they play better, and that's what we do. I got Najee Harris at two. I don't know what, what you guys two looks like. I actually have uh Javante Williams at two. Stop bringing his USC nigga. Sorry. <laughs> I can't I can't get re-terrorized by that game. They ran for four hundred <laughs> fucking yards. Yeah, they snapped. <laughs> Six touchdowns. They I was watching snapped. NFL network the other day and they're like, if you need anything to USC backs, just put on Miami tape. Put on the Miami tape. Leave me alone. Leave me alone. But obviously, I do. I have, have Javante as my third, but I have Najee in my two. So obviously, we're circling in the same pool of like the top three here. So, what do you have? Who do you have okay. to? Uh, yeah, Travis ATN. Okay, you got ATN at your two, probably for the obvious reasons we just said why he's yeah. our one. I have Najee at my two because honestly, we talked about Javante a little bit, and sure you can add to what Terrell said. I have Najee in my two, the size six two two twenty. Pass protection back. Obviously, he can, he's getting pass pro. He's getting. He has great vision. He has good speed. I don't really care about the forty. He, he runs fast on the tape. He's shown he has uh, ability to hand have good hands. People can't really tackle him one on one. Most yards, most scrimmage yards, touchdowns in SEC history. This guy, most rushing touchdowns in Alabama history, which is a lot of backs came through there. Duke Walker Award winner. I kind of see him as like a better Mark Ingram, like a little Mark Ingram, Le'Veon Bell when I watch him, depending on. I then I kind of saw a little Steven Jackson, and I said, "No, I'm not going to do him at the service." But <laughs> I kind of do see a little Mark Ingram, Le'Veon Bell into his game. He's very patient, but I I think that you know, I can kind of see obviously the point of how do you use him, everything else. But I just think for that production, for the size, 6'2", 220, you're going to find a way to get something out of him. I would hope he doesn't turn into the Alabama running backs of trash. You know who they are. It's been a few that were good, though. It's been a few that's been good. What's the name of the Royals? I don't care what nobody say. The guy in New New Orleans. No, I mean, he in Baltimore now. Yeah. Well, he's not there. He got cut. No, well, he home with us. (laughs) <laughs> exactly. <laughs> listen, listen to the pot. Listen to the pot, Mark. Tap in, bro. But that's why he has my two. Sean, I guess you have Javante for the reasons that. Um, yeah. Um. His size. I think he has a decent burst. His balance. His, his balance caught me off. I, I really. Cause I seen him play before. I knew who he was. I knew he was good. But watching his tape, yeah. kind of was like, wow. Like, oh, like, oh, okay. Like this. He might be honestly. Honestly, I almost put him at number one. That's how good he. was. I think he can be that good. He can probably be one of the best backs coming out of this draft. Honestly, I really think he could be that good. Um, he reminds me a lot of uh, he's. I would say he's like a. I don't want to say a poor man's because that kind. Of, this kind of sounds like make it sound like a knock, but it's not. But I don't want to say he's going to be this good just because uh, who really knows. But he kind of reminds me of Chubb, the mm-hmm. way his running style, the way he runs. Um, that's why I have like I said, Frank. That's similar to like what I said with Frank Gore. Like they have a similar. Um, yeah, yeah. No, yeah hard nose, downhill, threw you or around you. Don't don't really matter. Um, but yeah, that's that's why he's my number two guy. Um, I think he. I actually even found a fifth. One. I think, he, but this is before I found out Seattle resigned Carson Beck, Chris Carson Beck. Um, I thought he would have been a, a good fit with Seattle. Yeah. Do you want to go on why you have eighteen as your as your number two? What do you like about him as far as you saw in the film? Um, I think he's. I think he's the most complete back in the draft. Um, so I lean a little bit more to receiving, but I think he's. The total package. He's the closest to a guy that you would even think about taking in the first round in this draft. Um, he has size. He has speed. He can catch the football, and those are the things that you want from the number one back. Um, yeah. I, I just don't see. You know, it's 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 a little bit of an instinct thing with running backs. I don't see great instinct when he runs the football. Uh, I don't see the great creativity. That's why 
I don't think he's a guy that you know you would take in the first round or even earlier in the first round. Um, I think some running backs just have the gift and the gift of vision, the gift of anticipation, mm-hmm. and the feel in the game. So I don't I don't think he's that guy, but his combination yeah. of running ability and receiving ability to me is there's not anybody else close in the draft. I see that. I can see that. And and that you said like, that's ETN, bro? That's ETN, yeah. what he had too. I mean, I I had um, what you guys have mentioned. I had Javante at my three. Like, I'm going to say his name by not having a flashback again. <laughs> uh, for the reasons you guys said, physical bell car runner. He's a tough running back. A three-down guy, which is obviously we can negotiate why other guys aren't three down guys. And he's a tough running, running style, his size. He's a, he imposes himself with sheer will. Like he's a downhill runner. Um, second round, he's going to go in second round, but only good things to say about him for now. 2,800 yards from scrimmage, three total touchdowns, three total touchdowns in three, three, three years. It's a scary guy. I don't want to talk about him anymore, but. <laughs> Who is that guy? Javante Williams, that's why I'm saying I had, oh. I'm the, my third. That's why I had him at my third. And I'm happy he's gone. I'm happy he's not UNC anymore. <laughs> I'm happy I don't have to like, look at him. That's how Michael I felt Carter. when uh, Lamar Jackson entered the draft. There's no way I wanted to see him in college again. Oh, you mean same brother. Dog, I said, oh like, my God. That, yo, he was giving please. me nightmares. I'm like, <laughs> oh my goodness. He was different. Um, I actually put myself at number three just because I feel like, so, you know, I put, um, I got uh, Najee Harris at three. Um, got you. Um, I like Najee Harris. I think he's a solid back. Um, I think he can be, I, I'm going to say this too, bro. I think, he, I actually think his hands are underrated. He's a really good pass catcher. He is. Um, yes. Yeah. Uh, I, and I think he just does everything. He's going to block. He's going to run. He's going to catch the ball. I think he's he's like a, you're the all around back you really really want the, the all around back you really really need if you have a guy like a uh, who's our running back Miles Sanders yeah I think they would be a good tandem to have for somebody like him um, so I got Najee at three Troy you have a three I gotta agree say Najee Harris at three for the same reasons he just said you know you think about some of the other running backs I, th- I think he's uh, he's played at a high enough level. And I do respect his hands. Uh, to me, there's just a difference between somebody who can catch the football and somebody who's a difference maker that you can maybe put out a wide receiver and trust to beat guys in the route. But he can catch the football as well. I think he'd be a really good addition to a lot of teams um, who play that style of football. I mean, maybe you know, the team, I can see them on like the team, a team like the Patriots maybe. Um you know, the Titans have a running back, but anybody who's playing that style of football. Yeah, I'm Yeah, I think Najee Harris would be really, really good for a team like that. Um, and I like I still I still like running backs. You know, I know it's transitioning to a passing league. I still like physical guys you know, run over somebody. Um, and he's in this draft, he's the best if I had to get, you know, two yards for somebody in this draft, give me Najee Harris. Um, he does have the explosiveness as well, so he's not. I don't expect him to run super fast, but you know he's got some speed. He's just he's just a physical player. He has athleticism. He has more than enough athleticism. And as far as the running backs in this class, he to me is a guy that's a starter. He's a he's a guy that you stick out there, and that's your lead back. I know everybody does the tandems now, but I think it's from the standpoint of like. You have your main back, and then you have a bunch of people who compliment them, as opposed to you have two running backs. Um, I think Najee Harris is a guy that you have, and then you say, all right, let me go get a couple other running backs to compliment what he does. Mm-hmm. Um, so I see that. That's why, that's why I see he's the main I think that I don't know how you guys saw it, but once you get out of these top three guys – I wouldn't say t- drop of a talent, but it, the questions start coming. Where it's just like, what am I? What am I going to do with this guy? Yeah, where we all kind of rotate it. Like we think Javante could be a starter, we think Najee could be a starter. He could do these things with ATN. Then you're just trying to find fits for guys. My four 
probably because I'm so traumatized, is Michael Carter. (laughs) (laughs) I I, I feel like a a team, because now I'm like, we're beyond, like we said, we're beyond the everyday on back. We're trying to find guys like me. I I was wrestling with Kenneth Gainwell, Gainwell, who hasn't played last year. He's a a phenomenal guy. But I was like, Michael Carter, to me, I think will come in and be like a Naeem Hines type back for a certain team. 5'9". He has good quickness. Um, and I think that, you know, he's a guy who can rip off chunk yardage for you. Like I said, I value a lot the explosive ability, the the kind of guy's a home run hitter. And he, I think he's nothing more than a rotational, undersized rotational back. But I think when you get to these kind of backs where you're like ranking where you're here, you want to, they're going to be rotational guys. I think you can find, you can try to force every down backs out of these guys later on. And like I have him going in the third, fourth round. So I'm like, at this point, I'm, we're saying the first running backs I'm taking probably in the second round. Like these guys are me third, fourth, fifth round pick, some of these guys that are, we get to the th- fourth pick in your rankings. But I like his speed. I like his ability to be a change of pace back. I'm just looking for that kind of element. I value that element. I've already said that before. So I have him at, I have him at my four. I don't know what you guys have at four for you guys. Um, I have at four, I have uh, Kenneth Gainwell at four. Memphis. Yeah, I got him at four. Um, playmaker, man. Uh, playmaker. Yeah. Uh, anywhere on the field. Uh, average more than six yards a carry. Fourteen hundred yards rushing. Thirteen touchdowns. One ninety at five eleven. Playmaker. I like his size. Um, I think can. I think any team can. He can contribute to any team anywhere. Honestly, and that alone, I think, makes him. Uh, that's why. That's why he made it four on my list. Just for that fact alone, that yeah. he can go anywhere and play at not any position, but you know be effective from anywhere on the field. I had him at like the like where Ronald Jones were like you're either going to get Ronald Jones who like pl- was faded in the beginning of the year with him or yeah. you're going to get Ronald Jones who came up in the end of the year and played well in the playoffs. Like he has that ability but also like he has the ability to like sink the way Ronald did for the first three years of his career. In fact. And so it's kind of yeah. like who do you get at Fort Drill? I just said. Who, huh? who? I just said. I, I gave you this. Oh. You did. Who was Fort? Yeah, who I you had, uh, at my part number one I had um Najee Harris, uh, Travis Etienne, and I had Najee Harris. At three. Um, am, I, am I high right now? I think you are. Put the blunt down, bro. So your four is what? <laughs> Just throw me in there, bro. I was nice. <laughs> Here we go. Uh, I don't know why. Get the pot. Uh, but I got the kid out of Virginia Tech, little Herbert. Okay. He, he's, he, I, in my opinion, he's a rotational guy. Yeah, these are all rotational guys to me. I'm sorry. Yeah. He's somebody else who should be pairing with another back, but I like his running style. This is not a deep. I feel like this is not a depth running back class when it comes to finding every down number one guys, personally. Yeah. So I think that you're sitting there. Um, my fifth guy is like Trey Sermon. I just like what he did in the year. I got it, even though he had the injury. Um, he split the carries with um, – Terrell probably don't like that because of Michigan, whatever. <laughs> he, he split the carries with Master Teague early on. Then Teague got hurt, and he came in. Monster game against Northwestern when they really needed it. When we already talked about Justin Fields struggling in that, Yo, game. Ever, that game, ever since Northwestern, he just kind of had his foot in the gas. I was so upset that he got hurt in the championship game. I thought he would have because he looked pretty good before it, I mean, he got hurt. Um, and he runs hard. Say it again. Why do I even acknowledge Terrell when I'm talking about Ohio State? And he. I mean, he runs at the contact. Tough runner. I I have him like comparison to not pro like, but he's a similar running style to me to carry on Johnson when he came out. And I feel like that you know the Eagles he used <laughs> the Eagles he used. So that was my fifth back, Trey Sermon. And I just like I like the momentum he gained, and I like what I saw as as a hard runner in big games. He didn't wasn't he wasn't fading in some lot of games, and against Clemson he also did it well that's a good defense and so I gotta tell you I, I like what he did that and so when we're talking about rotational guys I'm gonna take my fifth guy and take a flyer on that guy because why not you guys got a five I actually was going uh it was it was a toss-up between him and uh Colin Hill and I landed mm-hmm. on Sermon I picked Sermon because I yeah. feel like he he had so many he played well against so many good teams for me not to pick him he played well against um Northwestern yeah. he snapped against him <laughs> snapped I think he had like <laughs> 230 something rushing yards or something like that. It was crazy. He snapped against them. And he and he played he played good against all the good teams. So I had to put him at five just for that alone. Uh he's a tough runner. He runs tough downhill. I think he's he's not like super lightning fast, but he's definitely fast enough. Solid bet. You got a five throw, I'll give it to us. Yeah, right. Ramondre Stevenson, Oklahoma. Okay. Six feet two fifty. <laughs> beast. Fullback. Is he a fullback, running back, fullback, running back? <laughs> all he to describe, he's a beast. <laughs> What is he going to play? In the, is he a run fullback in the pros though? Like, where you have him at? Like, oh, who plays with a fullback anymore? I guess. No, the he, Steelers. He, I mean, I don't, I don't know how long he's going to last. 
I'm not saying he can do anything else. I'm saying is he he's young right now. He's six feet two fifty. Get him while his knees last. Yeah, two, six feet two fifty. He ready to run run through somebody. He's you a monster. Yeah, give me that. Even wise, last. Um, my sleeper, I got Jarrett Patterson, running back out of Buffalo. Four thousand one hundred fifty-five yards from scrimmage, fifty-three throw, total touchdowns. Good speed, get get ability. Uh, listen, I think it's a hidden gem going on there. I don't think it's me or um, franchise guy, but I like his ability. And again, you get four thousand yards from scrimmage in a couple of years, fifty-three to fifty-three total touchdowns. I'll take it. We figure out the rest later. Yeah. My, my yeah, I also was, like uh, uh, Larry Roundtree out of uh, Missouri. I don't, I don't even know if he's gonna get drafted. Um, <laughs> this just, is for Howie Roseman and your undrafted free agent tracker. Yeah, he he's just he's he's another physical guy. He's just another physical running back. Again, I'm sure he'll have a, a short career, but <laughs> um, to me, to me, I still value those type of guys. Like, I, you need one of those type of dudes. So, um, especially on the Eagles, where you can't get a yard. For yeah, years. What's he, your yard he's like? a he's a very he's very he kind of reminds me of like Marion Barber. And like he he's not super athletic, know. but he's just a guy. <laughs> you watch him run, he just like will not be denied. I'm sorry, he's such a weirdo. Marion Barber used to get a yard and celebrate. I'm sorry. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, but I, I think you know, uh, it's it's actually him. Um, Ahmad Bradshaw. It's, it's certain running backs who just run who just run. Who are just trying and running harder than everybody else out mm-hmm. on the field, and to me, he he's one of those guys. Like this guy, Larry Roundtree, like, he's just very physical, doesn't stop, keeps pounding. So I, I like I like that. Yeah, sleeper Sean. Yeah, I had uh, Demetric Felton out of UCLA, just because that he does so much. Like he he can play he was a running back. He can return kick. He returns punts. He can line up at wide out. He just does so much. I feel like he just brings a lot, a lot of. He's gonna bring a lot of value to a team, and I feel like if there wasn't, um, if we didn't have like a Najee Harris or not saying he's like he would be like one of my one or top two, one or two guys, but I feel like he would be in a uh, he would be in somebody's at least top ten at least. He offers a lot. He can do everything, and he's fast as hell. And so as we wrap up, this has been the cornerback receiver breakdown. How if you're listening, you better be listening. <laughs> right. Take notes. Hope you had a notepad. <laughs> Please. Again, this is the fly zone. We'll be bringing you guys more more breakdowns when it comes to the draft. We got the Eagles got so many holes. You could have a you could have a breakdown. The Eagles you have a breakdown for any position, and that's how the Eagles can draft this guy. We literally need offensive line, we need linebacker, we need cornerback, we need safety. That's not one position we don't need. So the reality <laughs> is, listen to every breakdown because literally it could happen to us. We need it to happen. But again, that was our receivers, running backs, the NFL draft edition. And for information on the draft, which is only days away, thank God we finally got here. The round one is Thursday, April 29th. That's at 8 p.m. We'll actually be at the Eagles draft party at the link. We'll have some good sound for you guys there. This Friday, we'll be at our draft guru Terrell spot, rounds two and three. Friday, April 30th, that begins at 7 p.m. And, of course, you have Saturday, May 1st, the all-day fiasco. That is rounds 4 to 7. You can catch the NFL Draft on NFL Network, ESPN, on the NFL app. And Saturday's time, start time is noon. So plan your days, plan your drinking, plan your how your how we rants around that. Again, that's the draft information, and we're going to tap in. And we got some more things for you guys, right? <laughs> Again, <laughs> listen to us on Apple, Spotify, Amazon Google Podcast, Podcast, Google Podcast, Amazon, the we're, around. we're out here, social media. Again, I'm one of your hosts. I'm Candice McLean, and I'm joined with Deshaunna Connect Carter. And then the draft guru, Spe- self-proclaimed special host, special host yeah. <laughs> Terrell McLean. We're signing off saying stay safe out there. Peace. Peace.